Hi, this is Eking Reyes, and you're on The Inspiring Leader. It's a podcast where we talk about things and stuff about life, love, and learning. Our guest for this episode is one of the country's brightest health reform advocates. He was a medical board top-notcher, a distinguished fellow and former president of the Philippine College of Physicians, and was awarded by various institutions as one of the top Filipino physicians and top Filipino awardees in medicine. He was the author of the Health Education Reform Order and is the lead proponent for developing legislative solutions toward curbing smoking and alcohol-related illnesses. Today, we all know him as the driving force behind the independent dissemination of COVID-19-related information through his nightly live stream on the Doc Tony Leachon Facebook page. It is my pleasure to present to you, Dr. Tony Leachon. Thank you very much, uh, Iking, for the opportunity uh, to enlighten our audience and add value to your advocacy as well. Maraming maraming salamat, sir. I know you're very busy, so I'll get right to the question. Sir, you started your daily live stream maybe four months ago. What compelled you to start broadcasting on Facebook? Well, it started actually with a request from a classmate, that's a Ray Villasenor. And um, I think he's the Senior Vice President for Corporate Affairs. And I was invited to become a the maiden lecturer or maiden or the first lecturer for a particular advocacy on providing or raising funds para dun sa mga uh, namatay sa COVID victims, uh, healthcare professionals. So that was my first answer. So I, think, I think it's GCash. So I obliged and accepted the offer. And then it generated, I think, a million to two million pesos on that day. So that was my first uh, venture on this. You see, um, Dr. Willie Ong uh, is my good friend. Sabi niya, you can advance your advocacy on even thinking Pinoy. Kasi sila yung mga sikat dyan sa ganyan, sabi ko. Sabi ko, I'm, I'm that type of guy. Na I'm not into Facebook or, or social media. I have also a Twitter on the other side. So in, in the, that's not my, my style. My style is basically uh, lobbying in the Congress or Senate where it matters most. Because ang, ang view ko sa life is that you can you know shout at the top of your voice and even if you turn blue. But talk is cheap eh. And then you have to uh, bring it to the decision makers and hopefully you can add value to them. So ang, ang mantra ko is one of my books, yun, Lead Your Boss. You have to lead your the decision makers. So even if you have you know good ideas, pero hindi siya madidecide then because you just talk on it. Parang salita lang sa usapan, nagkakape kayo. Sayang yung ideas. No? Kasi ideas are evanescent. Eh. So, so what triggered it? Um, I used to, to I used to be a leader, I, I would say. No? Siguro born leader ako from high school. At every 
point of my life, either president ako or top of the class. Parang ganyan. Or hindi top of the class. Basta nandun ka. And nagsimula yan at age 7. When there was a big fire in Pasay City, nasunugan kami. And my parents were not there. So I was uh, 7 years old and had 5 siblings. I told them to a church. And then, at that time, parang you know, naghirap kami. Then we went to Calapan Oriental Mindoro. Then marami kaming utang and everything. So when I was a kid, parang sabi ko, I don't want my parents to be like this. So kung nasa kaprobinsya kami, I'm sad, I suddenly turned into a different person. Uh, I'm not bright, but I was very passionate, committed, made desire. I have that desire. So that was grade four, grade six, nagsalitatorian kagad ako. And then nagbalidiktorian ako ng high school. So nakapasok ako si UST on a scholarship. And, and the rest is history. Parang even up to now, uh, 40 years ago or more than 40 years ago, parang walang nagbago sa passion ko. And I think that fire in the belly was triggered by that big fire sa house namin. And it totally changed me as a different person. And yun namang, so in every phase of life, nagkataon lang. So I went to UST, then I went to Manila Doctors by Faith, and then PGH, and then I got accepted in Unilever, and then in Pfizer. And then at age 50, yun sa akin ang tipping point. Kasi my younger sister, Marita, at that time, uh, she died from complications of liver cirrhosis from hepatitis C. So I was devastated. Kasi ang feeling ko na no matter naging prominent ka or successful physician, both in the corporate world and the academe, hindi makocompensate yun for my sadness of losing a sister. So I, re I retired from Pfizer at age 50. And then volunteered as a one peso consultant for Secretary Ona. And since I know Secretary Ona from my corporate world and through some friends, nagninong kami sa kasal na common with uh, Senator Cosetting's daughter, si Kimi. So naging magkaibigan kami. So sabi ko, I'll not charge the government not a single centavo. So 50% of my work at that time, so we work on the syntax. And then got it approved. And then after that, I was surprisingly appointed as independent director of PhilHealth. And then went on to other advocacies in healthcare. Uh, yun. So there's there's always a trigger. Uh, itong COVID crisis is just an incidental thing. So after that first uh, interview, one of my professors of cardiology but medyo hurt na ako kasi uh, Dr. Greg Makasayat died from Manila Dr. Sally Gatchalian. And then my professor in cardiology, Sir Olhara, died at the heart center. So nalungkot ako. So I think in my next uh, Facebook Live, it generated uh, 1.5 million views. Yung isang yun. And I was um, uh, reading a lot of books on crisis. So I went to uh, Ebola outbreak, I read all the reference models. So sabi ko, bakit walang ganitong klaseng plano in terms of the government when every calamity like Typhoon Katrina, uh, Ebola outbreak, 
lahat ng calamity siyan. May congressional hearing yan. And then may recommendations yan. So you don't have to reinvent the book. And one of the things na sinabi ko dyan, during the time na may chaos, dapat may command center na mag-emanate either from the palace or from the military kasi sa Ebola outbreak kasi. They, refer, they repurpose the military to serve and then do quarantine. So, yun. So, it was about 40 to 50 minutes. And then, nakarating sa palace and to the armed forces. And then, I think that was a Friday, March 27. I got a call from the palace and I was requested to advise Secretary Galvez. And then, the next day, nandun na ako sa Camp Aguinaldo. So, it's actually serendipity. Uh, dati, nag, ang tawag ko sa sarili ko nun, pambihi, uh, pambansang Miron. Miron lang, Kibitzer. Pero nagkatotoo lahat yung nangyari. Having, andun ka talaga, deciding and then crafting all these guidelines, yung mga ECQ. You're there. So, ibig sabihin, alam mo na yung nangyayari. Basically, you know the template. You know the dynamics of the game. Uh, you know the cabinet members na, you know how they work, they know their passion, they know their ideologies. Yan. So, so yun ang story. Kaya naging uh, advocate ako on the COVID. Ngayon, bakit ko naging passion to? Kasi I think ang first reason why we fail is lack of knowledge in anything. That is from the book Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. The second reason why we fail is ineptitude. There's knowledge, but we fail to apply it correctly. And number three, there's no blueprint for change. Ibig sabihin, even if you have knowledge, even if you have corrected ineptitude, pero wala kang path or blueprint for change, hindi mangyayari yan. So either you create a law or you know influence a decision maker uh, to create certain changes in the society. So naging naging ganun ako. So so people listen because of your ideas. People listen because of your non-political views. Akala nila politiko ako. Akala nila I would run for public office. Akala nila I would buy for a post in the government. May may ganun eh. Until such time nakita nila yung consistency na there's something to this person na wala siyang agenda. So, nasasabi ko yung dapat kong sabihin, uh, whether from your one side or this side, basta yun ang view ko. Oh. And so, yung sinare nyo na story kanina with your sister, Doc, yun ba yung reason why public health is very close to your heart? Yeah. It, it's quite personal to me. So, I do everything uh, dedicated to my sister. Pag kami nakikita akong weakness and of course parang uh, nadi-discourage ako by, by, by certain challenges, I will just move on and remember the hardships and the dreams of my sister that I'm doing this uh, for my sister and not only for my sister but the thousands of Filipinos who would have, you know, wish na better ang ano. Kasi we used to dream eh. Um, Dati noon, uh, pagpunta mo ng Mindoro, there's a small boat, a wooden boat, and then magdadala ka ng mga uh, eggs and fruits from the province, nasa pakasimple, and then you ride this uh, bus 
from um, Batangas to Manila, and then you have a small apartment, then gaal ka sa UST, then naglalakad ka sa school. Simply lang dreams. I never, I never nga uh, dreamt na magkakaganito ako. It's just that, ganun lang. In every phase of my life, I always dedicate that to my family. Kumbaga, I derive my strength from my family. Kumbaga, ganun na ang nilipad ko, just like any, like like an eagle or what. Uuwi ka at the end of the day, uh, mag, magdadak ka doon and then get zap again another energy until the next uh, chapter of your life. So, ganun lang yun. No, then when my mother passed away naman, ganun din na na-feel ko. So, it added breast cancer naman siya. So, I was involved naman sa ano sa cancer and non-communicable diseases. So, nung mamatay naman ng dad ko on liver cancer, na-ignite na naman yun, yung sa alcohol. Uh, sabi ko, uh, kasi my dad, uh, judge siya. So, ibig sabihin, inaaral mo yun. So, when you fight for a cause using your inspirations in life, nagkakaroon ka ng, ng fire. Uh, yeah. Talk you started Facebook four months ago. Well, Facebook live streaming four months ago. Pero kung tutusin, even if I compare you with other mga talagang nagla-livestream, baka mas lamang ka pa in terms of live stream hours because I'm trying, I was trying to count, but I'm guessing if not over, you have already have almost a hundred uh, Facebook videos on your page. And interested lang ako to know if there are some techniques or, or, or tips that you picked up along the way that has influenced your live stream game, so to speak. Ah, uh, nung una, kinekwento ko lang about COVID eh. Kasi, I, am, I read many books on corporate world. Ang mantra kasi ni Steve Jobs is to inform, to influence, and to inspire. So I started um, informing people. Kaya lang, ang nakita ko, um, I, I need I need to wear another hat in order to explain. For example, hindi alam ng tao, I'm an internist and I'm a cardiologist. So so I'm using my my clinical acumen as an internist cardiologist to diagnose things. Uh, miski nga sa ano eh, sa National Task Force eh, nagugulat sila on how I can uh, do some things and predict things na parang napipredict, like say ECQ, GCQ, paano ko napipredict yun eh? And yesterday, in-explain ko yun sa, sa viewpoint by Barnabilo, na perhaps my, my experience as a clinician, knowing the vital signs, I know the course, let's say, of a certain disease, alam ko kung magkakasakit ka dito, alam ko mangyari sa'yo, the full course of the disease. That's why, pag nakikita ko na yung vital signs sa COVID, I can predict kung ano mangyayari. I can predict the future. Based based dun sa sakit. And then, um, few people would know na I came from the pharma industry. Kasi iba naman, di ginugugel eh. Kaya during the Deng Bakshe story nun, a lot of people would be surprised and a lot of bashings from the other camp would say, di naman expert siya eh. Di naman yung infectious disease consultant siya eh. But ang galing yan sa, eh, walang tataka bakit Papasok ka doon, wala kang kodiko, FDA regulations, DOH regulation. 
Alam mo yung clinical trial, phase 1, phase 2, phase 4. Alam mo ang side effects, alam mo na pipredict mo. And then nasasabi mo lahat yun uh, without any codico. Eh, because hindi nila binasa kung ano yung past life mo. Na you came, I introduced Lipitor, uh, inintroduce mo. No? All the famous drugs in history. And then you, you went to New York. And, so ang ibig sabihin, hindi alam yun. So nilalagay ko ngayon yung skills ko on management skills naman yun. So pinasok ko yung clinical skills for people to diagnose. Pinasok ko management skills para matutun lang. But everything is not all about work. Eh. So in-inject ko ngayon yung family. Uh, yung, yung values mo, kung saka lumaki, yung mga kapatid mo, yung family mo, anong dreams mo. So you can relate to them. Kasi what would inspire them aside from that, sa so may family ka. And then sports. Basically ako, I'm a sportsman eh. Uh, from elementary and hanggang college and even up to age 50 nagba-basketball ako and and basketball is again a passionate sports kailangan mananalo ka diyan and there's goal may goal ka may goal oriented ka and, and you need accuracy din it needs a lot of thinking and camaraderie so so pinasok mo din yung basketball and then lifestyle and then books uh, i love books kasi ever since na maliit ako uh, hindi rin alam na mga taong bayan nanalo ko sa quiz contest sa UST I was champion of may, may quiz contest sa UST ang tawag doon pautakan uh, brainstorm so meron doon sa College of Medicine College of Science pa so lahat ng colleges in UST sponsored by the Barcetarian kaya nakilala ko si Dr. Benji ko he was editor-in-chief at that time na nag-champion na nag ako ng individual and then the team. So for so many years during that time, ang nagcha-champion lagi yung team namin, either College of Science. Even nga nung nasa College of Medicine, nagcha-champion pa kami. Pero ang questions doon, not about science. Uh, let's say, uh, question number one is on mathematics. So, so solve din yan. Uh, the second question is in world history. Oh, the second is on uh, Philippine history. Number four, the question is on arts. Ibig sabihin, yung lahat na naaral ko in the past, natanda-tanda ko pa rin. So, kaya varied yung information na makikita mo po mapasok. It's just that you have a passion for that. So, yun. Uh, so, in-inject ko ngayon yun. Uh, pagdadating ako ng bahay, galing to work, I have about three hours to work on it. Pero iniisip ko na kung ano yung magiging uh, theme mo based on the current events that day. So kunyari yung current events mo, katulad reopening the economy ang topic ko hapon. Because I read na they will reopen the economy. Kaya lang naiisip ko, how will you reopen the economy when the data management is not good? Tapos ang cases eh surging. So parang sabi ko parang hindi tama. So papasok mo yung idea na yun. And then, along the way, pauwi ka sa bahay, hanap ka ngayon ng reference, let's say Harvard, nakalagay doon, reopening the economy during the COVID. You have to have references kasi kung hindi, maliligaw ka. And then, meron na akong template. May topic ka, may checklist ka na. Andun na yung topic mo, explain mo bakit yung topic mo, may DOH data ka. And then, ano yung news for the day? Let's, let's say yesterday, ang, ang, ang news is about yung late 
Damin late na naman. And then yung mga LSI, uh, local standard individuals. So, dinidiscuss mo. Then, napapunta sa checklist. Oh, kasi, ang um, napansin ko lang, every time na you have announcement, i-announce mo lang yung GCQ. Pero wala kang checklist for the LGU na naging ECQ kung anong things to do nila. Para bang, you know, ganun lang. Eh, these are leaders of a certain locality tapos wala kang blueprint for change. So siguro, tingin ko, kaya hindi nag improve na after 100 days, here you are, there's another epicenter na para kang back from spare one. After addressing NCR na nag-ECQ, here you are, the Queen City of the South, naka-ECQ. So para bang wala tayong learnings from the first 100 days. So dapat ang feeling ko, the first 100 days, sinamarize yun. What went wrong, what went right. And then from there, it should be the template na for the other LGU who would develop an acute acceleration. Parang ganun eh. So I got that from the pharma industry kasi re-reviewin yung performance nyo the entire year eh. Tapos isa-summarize mo sa boss mo yun. And then pag sinamarize mo sa boss yan, bibigyan ka ng incentives, di ba? And then you make another goal for the next year, different from the last year. So so basically ganun ang, ang topic ko. Kaya nagiging variable eh. So, marami kayong iniiwang nuggets during the interview. And a lot of them actually came from books that you've read so you're recording some publications. And I noticed that also in your live streams, marami kayong mga sinishare na mga information and knowledge coming from the book na pinabasa niyo. So, Doc, if you were to recommend something for a normal individual, naman yung katulad mo, Doc, na really involved in a lot of nation building related na work. Pero yung normal individual lang who wants to improve themselves. Among the books that you've read, what are the top three recommendations from Oh, Ako may favorite akong books eh. Uh, tatlo ang favorite akong books. Pero lahat ng Harvard Business Review, uh, binili ko lahat yan sa Rockwell. Kasi kito yan, every Sunday, uh, magmamas kami. Usually, uh, 11 o'clock and then magla-lunch time kami. Uh, favorite ko yun, uh, Rockwell, because may maganda bookstore niya. Tsaka magandang simbahan niya. Uh, <laughs> yun ang purpose doon. And then, ma maliit lang siya, tahimik doon. Then you have a coffee shop. And then, pwede ka manood ng sine. And then, while waiting for your kids na going around, nagbabasa ka ng book na binibili. So, uh, every Sunday, I buy two books um, dun sa Rockwell na yun. So, yung iba hindi ko pa nababasa, binibili ko lang. So, lahat ng Harvard, since hindi ako nakapag-aral sa Harvard, kasi ganito yan eh, hindi ako nakapag-postgraduate sa Amerika. Kasi at that time, kagagraduate uh, ko ng cardiology, may dalawa na akong anak eh, si Maikan at si Bana. At si Jolo, si Jolo uh, sumunod na siya. So, wala ka ng time mag-abroad, mag-specialize mag abroad. So, may, may dream ka of going um, to the States and then mag-aral ka siyempre ng cardiology mo, like some of the graduates, no? So, ako naman, ini-enhance ko yung knowledge ko by reading books as if nandun ako. So, whatever knowledge na meron taga-Harvard, nasa-summarize naman yan, eh. And then, uh, I try to enhance. So, so yan. So, my favorite book, all the Harvard Business Review, uh, binabasa ko. Okay. 
Ang, ang second book na gusto kong una ko nabasa, itong checklist. This is my all the Atul Gawande book. Si Atul Gawande is a Harvard doctor, thoracic surgeon, I mean from Pakistan. Apat na libro niya, may checklist siya, meron siya better performance. Lahat ng books niya, okay. Kasi tinuturuan kanya not only as a Harvard din siya, Harvard na naman siya. Tapos Asian siya na nag-dominate in America. Tapos problem solver siya. Uh, ibig sabihin siya yung gumawa ng guidance sa World Health Organization sa surgery. And then sinasamahan niya ng kwento. And then um, ano rin siya, uh, journalist sa New York Times. Kaya, kaya okay siya. So all the Atul Gawande books meron ako. Ang susunod na gusto kong book ay yung Mamba Mentality. Kasi, ang una kong idol si Michael Jordan. Kaya lang, hindi kagad na, nagkabook si Michael Jordan eh. Tapos, dito sa Netflix, may Last Dance eh. Uh, I live in the era of Michael Jordan. Pero naabutan ko si Kobe in 1988 nung pumasok siya. Nasa 17-year-old gangling kid. Naakala mo lang, eh, puro dunk lang and, you know, bravado and all, arrogant and everything. But after three years, from 2000 to 2010, nagkaroon siya ng five championships. And then ang makikita mo, leader siya and passionate at hindi siya nagpapatalo kahit ano. And then kahit siya injured, naglalaro siya. Basically, ganun din ako. Kahit may injury ako, naglalaro ako. But I, I, little did we know na meron pala siyang work ethics that he play that he would start playing basketball at 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock ahead o mga 4 to 5 hours ahead of the other group. Eh ako nung bata ako, ganun ako. Nag-aaral ako 4 o'clock in the morning. Then uh, nagpupunta ako sa church at 6 o'clock to serve mass nung I was in elementary and high school. So basically, naaalala ko, lahat pala ng hard work, kailangan talaga, may, meron kang ritual. So ritualistic ako, Ritualist din ako as a person and I believe in the power of hard work and passion na hindi ka pwedeng hindi mag-succeed sa buhay. I may not be richer but I'm comfortable uh, particular sa profession ko. But if there is hard work, if, if there is right now a lot of passion and you believe in your true north, yung values mo, yung values mo sa person and then with divine intervention, Lagi kanyang ituturo eh, to become uh, successful in life. I know we're playing the long game with regards to the current public health situation. But after everything has settled, say maybe one, two, three years, what would be next on your agenda? Will you be continuing your daily engagement with your community? Will you be leading another charge on health reform? What would be next in line for Dr. Tony Pietra? Ang, ang nakikita ko, siguro I will not stop yung akin 9pm habit eh. Kasi nakikita ko, marami kang na-enlighten eh, kahit pa paano. So I have 65, hindi naman siya kasing dami nung kay Dr. Willie Ong na almost 10 million or thinking Pinoy na 1 million. In my small, you know, group of followers, if I could make a difference dun sa kanila, okay na rin sa akin yun. Well, ang next kong venture is to invest in healthcare. Nakita ko na ang problema sa Pilipinas, 
eh, parang katulad pa rin nung nandun ako sa UP, nung pumasok ako from USD to UP. Imagine mo, yung UP, nagpapag-graduate ka the best and the brightest healthcare professional, seeing the worst cases, but devoid of the infrastructures na dapat eh, meron ka. And, and that particular government institution is about half kilometer from Malacanang and half kilometer from the Department of Health. So I was just wondering, eh, what what would have what is what would be your perception of the countryside hospitals when the number one premier or the premier hospital government hospital is PGH? Etapos ganito ang kanyang infrastructure. It's crazy. Na it's an it's a big elephant in the room. Na there's a huge problem there, but people don't people don't notice that there's a problem. Or people recognize that there's a problem. But they don't think it's a huge problem. So nobody has recognized that UP should be actually be augmented. Kasi kung siya ang government hospital, hindi eh, dapat. And then nung in-interview ako noon sa, sa cardiology, I was asked the question, after finishing cardiology, will you go back to your province sa Kalapan? Yeah. So I tried the no scouting after cardiology. Eh, pagpunta doon, wala namang technology. Walang 2D echo. Wala. So, nangyari, nag-urban migration. So, lahat, 50% of the doctors would practice in the national capital region. Kasi wala namang infrastructure in the countryside. Eh. Wala rin namang training institution. So, I was thinking, ang isa sa magandang bills is to have an, a PGH in every region. Um, tied, tied up with an academic institution. So that the workforce, yung healthcare workforce, may enhance pa rin yung training niya to teach, to heal, and to lead. So therefore, kung may academic institution connected yung hospital, the regional hospital will be just like PGH. Kaya successful ang PGH. In 1947, kasi nung naging public affairs director ako ng PhilHealth, inaral ko yung chapter whether yung uh, PGH can be carved out of the of uh, the UP Manila. Kasi ang budget kasi ng UP Manila and PGH, iisa yan under the chat. Kasi napunta, so dati ang PGH in 1947 was under the office of the President, under President Manuel Rojas. Kaya nang nakita ni President Rojas at the time, hindi gumaganda ang training kung wala kang academic background, academic support. So ginawa niya University of the Philippines in-infuse niya ng uh, talent yung UP. Eh, at that time, hindi na nakaalis doon. Until lumaki nang lumaki ang UP, and then ang PJs naging part na ng UP. But do you know that the budget of UP Manila, composed of UP College of Medicine and PJs, two-thirds of the budget niyan ay PJs, one-third ng UP Manila. Kaya ang UP Manila hindi mag-improve because iisa rin in terms of the infrastructures. Kasi ang budget niyan ay eh, under the... PGH budget din na dapat under CHED. So I was thinking, i-revert back ang, ang uh, PGH under the office of the president and use, let's say, the syntaxes dyan. And then with dotted pa rin uh, affiliation sa University of the Philippines pa rin. So that the UP, UP College of Medicine eh, uh, and, or, or the entire UP Manila academic 
institution, mabibigyan ng budget separate from the CHED. Tama ba? Or yung PGA, so mabibigyan ng separate budget from the Office of the President or the Department of Health para separate silang express lane. And then, uh, ang kinopya ko niyan is sa Harvard na yung Massachusetts General Hospital, lahat ng lahat ng graduate ng, ng Harvard mag mag magte-training sa Massachusetts General Hospital. So professor sila doon. So gumagaling gumagaling yung uh, public hospitals nila because yung best insti uh, academic institution in Boston doon din. So kung magkakaroon tayo ng Region 1, uh, Ilocos, PGH, ganyan, or Region 2, pagka nagkaroon ka ng calamity, ready na tayo for every locality. Hindi mo na kailangan magpadala from the national, pupunta ka dito, or dadalhin sila national, uh, local to national. So talagang independent siya ang naiisip ko. So if I have to do something, I think it's for uh, investment of healthcare. And uh, number one, yung, yung human resources nila. Kaya nagmamigrate tayo. We're the number one exporter of doctors and nurses in the world. Biro mo yun? Uh, parang paper mill lang mga doktor natin after mag-training, pupunta na sa abroad. At saka nurses. Number two, kulang tayo sa processes uh, tungkol dito. And number three, kulang tayo sa infrastructures in the countryside. The farther you are from Manila, the less human resources, the less funding, the less uh, infrastructure. So sabi ko, hindi mag improve ang ang ating healthcare system kung those three things which is human resources, processes, infrastructures, and even funding uh, will not be uh, at, uh, you know pushed by the Congress or the Senate. Learned so much from you. I'd like to thank you for the insight and also for doing the interview. Before I end the podcast, though, I would like to request for a few words of encouragement from you. For all the listeners out there who aspire to make their own mark in the world. Alam mo yan, I started dreaming when I was a kid. Eh. I started with a vision that I would like to be a successful physician in order to be of value to my family. Yun muna. And then to my community. So after reaching yung pagiging doctor mo, sabi ko, I'd like to be a successful physician in this hospital. And then... I'd like to be a successful physician and lead the country dun sa mga physicians. And then when you reach a certain goal, iba na naging pangarap mo. So, let's say naging presidente ng Philippine College of Physicians, how, could, how can I use my position right now to augment the healthcare system of the country? So, ang, I think every, every child should have a dream. And that dream should be infused with, number one, passion. Number two, moral values. And number three, hard work. Kasi yung hard work, nandun yung talent, skills. Eh. Some, some persons may not be given by God here. I'm not really a brilliant guy, but through hard work and reading, nagiging ganun ka na rin. But yun ang three ingredients eh, na nakita ko. Uh, hard work. Hard work, no? Then passion. Passion is something inner eh. Inner siya. And then number two, yung true north mo. Yung values mo. 
kunin natutunan mo sa bahay, paglabas mo sa environment, sa dami na na-encounter ko throughout my life, hindi nagbabago yun, yung true north mo. And I think when you know your true north, you will never be affected by any external forces of the environment. And you will always be there strong, perhaps bruised and broken, but always uh, uh, coming back very strong. Thank you very much, Doc. Actually, ang dami kong, dami pumasok sa isip ko while you were actually saying that. Pinisip ko, paano ko ito i-impart? Dapat very interesting. Sabat HPV, hard work, passion, and values. Uh, pwede, pwede rin, ano, tatlong C. Oh, tatlong C. Uh, ang una niyan, eh, you have to build your competence muna. Kasi lagi sinasabi ng daddy ko yun, eh. And then number two, you have to have compassion and passion. So, nandun na yung si kong pinagsabay mo. Yung passion naman huli, yung commitment. Yung commitment. So, para madalian ka yung, yung tatlong si. Uh, competence, aral yun, hard work, nandun yun. Compassion, it encompasses all your values. Eh. Pero the greatest of your attributes should be compassion. Yan. And then commitment, yung passion mo that to do, to be successful. Kasi ano nga, mabuti ka, matalino ka ng doktor, successful ka pa, pero irrelevant ka naman. Diba? So dapat, pag naging successful kang tao, whether in any field, dapat relevant ka. Kasi ano naman yun, kung hindi ka relevant, di wala rin yan. So yun ang sinasabi ko lagi. And Pag lagi na sinunod mo, nagigimagaan ang loob mo when you do things. That's it for today. Let me know what you think. Send in some questions and perhaps share this episode with people you know who might be interested to listen. Till the next episode. Cheers! <laughs>